Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One More Round Radio. This is the show that brings passion and punch to you about the world of boxing. Covering every weight class and every fighter from around the world, we focus on bringing you our unique perspective and opinions of the ring world. We are live here from Studio One of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, located in the heart of Chicago. This is One More Round Radio. Welcome to One More Round Boxing Radio. We're in cold Studio One tonight, out of the hot, sticky heat in Chicago. First heat wave, it's only lasting two days. Everybody's panicking. Again, guys, this is One More Round Boxing Radio. This is part of the Chicago Sports Crunch Radio podcast. And we're on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. I'm Big Nick. I'm one-third of the Chicago Tree Party. And with me is the other two-thirds, Mr. Mush Jackman. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. And Sammy the Bull. What's up, guys? Very happy to be here today. So, a lot of the agenda tonight. Uh, We're going to go over post-fight Canelo Lara. Rigan Dial and Saad. I'm not going to say the guy's last name. It's too confusing. Uh, Golovkin Gil. We're going to throw in Perez Jennings, Diego Chavez, and uh, Rios. Kovalov uh, Caparello. We're going to talk a little bit about Hopkins and who he wants to fight. The old man wants to fight some uh, some quality fighters, I'm thinking. It's just a little scary for him. I'm scared for him. Or maybe not. Uh, Mayweather, Maidana as well. Talk about some of the uh, the old Roy. We're going to talk about some of the old uh, the old guys as well that are coming. Which I was actually shocked to hear that they were actually fighting Roy Jones Jr. and uh, and James Tony, um, not against each other, but separate fights. Uh, then we're going to do some of the politics a little bit into the Golden Boy and the top rank uh, uh, fiasco that's happening and uh, some of the stuff that are coming up as well too. So um, we're gonna. Jump right into that, into the thick of things, uh, but really quick, I want to just go really quick. I know we're going to do a little bit of commercial break in the middle, but uh, for social media, guys, uh, I know we're sort of still in the beginning of this. We started back in February with our original podcast. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone continues to keep supporting us and help us spread the word. Uh, you can follow us on our social media pages. We've got a Facebook page, uh, Windy City sports network uh we just changed it windy city should be one word which is what the original logo was so wcsn windy city sports windy city's one word sports network on the facebook page uh like our page uh we post our shows on our facebook page uh we also go uh and and do a lot of uh either post stuff while we're watching live events or just give you some hot topic news as well uh and and a lot of our focus is around the city chicago sports and chicago area but again we we are global so we go over everything follow us on our twitter account at wcsn the number three uh again the twitter accounts at wcsn or at WCSN, the number three. I was right the first time. Uh, f- to hear us, if you guys want to go directly to some sites or some areas that you guys can want to hear us, we're on SoundCloud, 
TuneIn Radio, which is a brand uh, a brand new uh, platform that you can listen to us as well. TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes Radio. If you put in the words Windy City, one word, Sports Network, uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, Russell Talk Radio, uh, One More Round Boxing, any of these, th- these will all pop up and you'll see us on iTunes. Uh, on all the platforms, guys, please comment, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe to us comment and rate us so that we can get up there and uh, we can move up a little bit in the ranks in the podcasting world as well too so uh all right i'm done with that so um you guys want to jump into the canelo because there's a lot of talk about with canelo yep a lot of controversy again what else is new in boxing yeah it's always happening so uh what what are your takes on canelo jackman you want to go on this one yeah okay well i think it was a very close fight uh tough fight to call I think Laura won the early rounds. I think uh, Canelo won some of the middle rounds. He made a little bit of a resurgence, a comeback. And uh, he hurt him a little bit, I think, so- somewhat in the body. And uh, that uh, left uppercut uh, to the head uh, cut uh, Laura. But then I think Laura kind of sat back down and won the later rounds, the last couple rounds. I don't know it was a close fight to call. I think I gave the edge to Laura. I know it's so. You think Laura won? Yeah, I do. I was close. I would have to really watch it more, but just from watching it that night, I would say I had the feeling Laura won a close, close decision. I I think his movement was good, but I think at times he did it a little too much. Who did you pick uh, on the pre-fight? I picked Laura. Well, so that's why you're sticking with Laura. No, I mean I think he hit him with the more telling shots to the head. Canelo did hit him. Uh, many more times to the body but uh, i think canelo you know he had a hard time catching this guy this guy made him miss a lot laura made him miss a lot but i would have liked to see laura stand in there just a little bit more yeah and put a little more combos together i think he ran a little too much to get the decision against the champion but just from watching it i give a slight edge to laura he gave him a lot of jabs and he get him with a couple good sharp left hands that uh canelo felt so what uh what do you think sammy you know, me personally, I didn't find this fight as controversial as a lot of people did. I mean, I felt that Laura uh, boxed, and this is what he usually does, but I think that he came up with a bad game plan because him and Ronnie Shields had to know that you weren't going to get a decision fighting like this. I mean, he ran a lot. If you look at this fight, he never really, really hurt Canelo bad, and I felt that he needed to at least hurt Canelo uh, to get a decision. Um, I, I thought it was a decent fight. Uh, I had the fight scored uh, seven rounds to five uh, for Canelo. Uh, there was some swing rounds there. But, I mean, you can't be surprised with this decision. Canelo's the A-side fighter. You know that Lara wasn't going to get a decision um, yeah, fighting this type of and fight. And you have to sort of convincingly beat a guy that has the title. Yeah, That's one of the reasons before this fight I picked Canelo. Because I said, you know what, if there's swing rounds, that decision's going to go to Canelo. I thought Canelo was uh, the smarter bet to make. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought, I know I picked Canelo in, in the pre-fight. Um, I, I think Laura was just running a tad too much. Again, but I'm with Jackman on this. I think, or it was Sammy that said this. I, I think it, it was his game plan. And I just think, and we were talking about this with Sammy beforehand, it sort of made me remember the De La Hoya uh, Trinidad fight, where De La Hoya was a, a decent, a great fighter, and he would always exchange in there. But then for some reason, when he was fighting Trinidad, he held so freaking much. 
Well, he was moving away the last running. couple rounds. Yeah, about running. the last three rounds. And with Laura, I, I feel that he's a great fighter, but I think his game plan was the wrong game plan. That's what I feel. Yeah, that was a much bigger rock. Well, this one's not, this was a close fight, and you can have Canelo winning either way. But that one, I believe De La Hoya clearly beat Trinidad just because he ran away to three rounds, but he clearly beat him, yeah. and they robbed De La Hoya that time. So I just think I think Laura's style. I don't know if it was his trainer's decision or who. I just think the style that he fought Canelo was the wrong the wrong style. Yeah. See, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think the style was right to a certain degree. I think he did it too much. I think it would have been good to move around six, seven, eight rounds. Yeah. And then you exchange with him later. A on little bit. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, he ran too much to he get did the too decision. much. That's he why I think it was just man. Yeah. I don't know. Even though I think he might have still outboxed him, but I think he ran too much to get the name guy to get a victory against the the main yeah, man someone you got to beat by two three rounds to win the title yeah i agree my biggest knock on canelo that fight was if you watch that fight he never really cut off the ring he he did a horrible job of cutting off yeah. the ring and you figure he should have been better prepared for that to cut off the ring i mean i know Lara's fast but you would think a guy at canelo's level would be able to cut off the ring and uh, he, he did a horrible job of that. Yeah, that's why I thought Can- uh, Laura was going to beat him on this fight because uh, Canelo doesn't have the foot speed. Those boxers, those slick guys, they give him problems. He, he should have moved side to side better and, 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 like you said, cut off the ring better. There was no secret Laura was going to come in doing this. There was no secret. So, uh, you know. He was aggressive, though. He came forward the whole fight. He was aggressive, and uh, he, he pushed the pace, I felt. Yeah, I think he threw a little more punches than he's shown in the past, a little bit more. He could have threw even more. But, and I think I, I saw some improvements in this fight for Canelo, but he still needs more improvements because uh, he did miss wildly and badly a lot of times against Laura. Yeah, and, and he's still young. He's got a lot of room to improve and stuff, I think. I mean, what is he, 24, 22? He's going to be 24. No, I think he just turned 24. They said when he was fighting, he was going to turn 24 in like seven, eight days. Yeah, so I mean, the guy's young. He still has got a lot of uh, room to make up, and he can he can get it. I think he can become, a, he's going to become a great, a great fighter but I think, I, at the end of his career. I always think he's going to have a little bit of a tough times against movers and boxers because his foot, he's a little heavier and slower. He has fast hands. Yeah. And he's good upper movement, but his foot speed tends to be a little bit on the slower side. He's going to have to, maybe if he learns how to cut off the ring a little bit better, he can make up for some of that. Yeah, you know, I don't think Canelo's a great fighter. I don't think he's like a great fighter the way De La Hoya was a great fighter, the way Julio Cesar Chavez was a great fighter. I think he's a very good fighter. I mean, this is not the kind of fighter that's going to move up to 60 and 68 and dominate. You know, he's, he's not that kind of guy. But, you know, that being said... From a financial standpoint, the guy sells tickets, yep. and uh, he, you know he's got a lot of fights out there. There's Cotto. Everybody wants to fight this guy. I thought about so that in the beginning, the too, off of what you're saying about how he's not too great of a fighter, because I, I thought in the beginning they were pushing this guy down our throats, and we didn't want to see him, but they were still forcing him down our throats. Well, the Mexicans want to see him, and, and yeah. a lot of people do want to see him because he punches hard, Yep. so I, I think a lot of people do want to see him. Well, they do. That's why. They, that's why too. he puts butts in seats. He sells tickets. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's why he, he's got, he's got the drawing power. Yeah, so he's if, got drawing power. Yeah, if you got the power and you're selling p- tickets and pay per views, then I mean, you're, you're regardless of how you fight, people are buying. Why were people buying Tyson fights? They loved the way he he fought. But I mean, no, no matter They're what happened, waiting for the knockout. Yeah, but no yeah. matter what happened, the guy still put butt in seats. Yes, Canelo does the same thing, and that's why I think they're going with him and pushing him so hard. 
Yeah, you know, guys like Lara, despite being very talented, they just don't have they that, won't have that draw they power. They don't have that crowd pleasing yep. style, and uh, you know, they they come from the Cuban amateur system, and it's it's a problem with a lot of Cuban fighters. Yeah. So, what are you guys thinking in November? Well, there's talk right now of uh, Canelo fighting Kirkland, and I think that's a great fight. For it to be on free TV, I'll take that fight anytime. Kirkland's Ooh. a tough guy. He comes to fight. And I really like him. I like his I like his trainer, Ann Wolf, who's a female trainer, but she's as tough as nails. What would and, it be? Would it be on HBO? No, it would oh, be on show, Showtime. Showtime. And it's not going to be pay-per-view, but I think that would be yeah, a great be fight. Yeah. I think it would be a great fight. Obviously, I would lean towards Canelo. I think Canelo's more durable. But you never know with Kirkland. Kirkland's a tough guy, and if he's got his head on right, he can give him some tr- problems. Yeah, Kirkland comes out like a pit bull in the first couple rounds, so Canelo would have to be a little weary in the first couple rounds. Uh, he comes out looking for a knockout, guys. If you guys seen this guy fight before, I think Canelo should beat him, but uh, Kirkland does have a heavy punch, and he comes in there with uh, ruthless aggression. Yeah. Why would they put that on free TV, though? Well, Kirkland's not exactly a, a big draw. I mean, uh, plus, what they're waiting for in May, there's but a lot of why t- would Canelo even take that fight? That's like, I don't know. Well, in May, they're going to have Cotto versus Canelo. That's the fight they're talking about. In May of 2015. Yeah, May and September, those are big dates for Mexicans. So, you know, they're going to have that. That that fight's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Right now in November, who's Canelo going to fight? Who's he going to fight? What are you going to do? Put him on the shelf till yeah, uh, May? No, you're going to have to You know, there's really nobody, fight. you know, there's really no one out there right now for him to fight at 54. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So what are you guys thinking Lara's going to head next? You know, hey guys, I got if if I was Laura, you're at 154 pounds. Nobody wants to fight you. Canelo's never going to give you the rematch. Let's no, face it. Yeah, he won't. He'll never get the rematch with Canelo. He just came off a loss. He can't get Mayweather. What I would do if I was Laura, I would move up to 160. I would start calling out Golovkin. I would say, and I want Golovkin. Oof. I would call him out. The reason why is he's going to get a big payday if he fights Golovkin. And it's still an interesting fight because I'd like to see Golovkin cut off the ring on him. So if I was him, I'd move up to 160. I'd be calling out Cotto. I'd be calling out Golovkin. Chances are he's not going to get Cotto. But uh, but if he does, it's a bigger payday for him. In the, in of the course. Class. Of course it's a bigger payday. Yeah. Everyone wants to fight Cotto right now. Yeah, I think against Cotto he might do all right. But I think... Uh Laura's a little too small frame-wise to deal with Golovkin, even though, yeah, it would be, you, you would have to catch him and hit him first. And that might be a, pose a little bit of a problem. But uh, the way he ran against, uh, I mean, he boxed, but the way he moved against Canelo a lot, I'm sure Golovkin hits a little harder than uh, Canelo does. He's yeah. a bigger, naturally That would be an guy. interesting fight, though. I would watch that. Laura Golovkin? Yeah, I would watch anyone versus Golovkin. Yeah, I, I, but I think no, I'm just saying that would be an interesting fight to Style watch. Style wise, yeah, yeah. It would, it would, but I, I don't know if Laura wants to. Uh, yeah, but see, here's the thing, Jackman. If you're Laura's manager, you're Laura's manager. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do? Have him fight Charlo for 150 grand? Have him fight Molina? A rematch with Molina for 150 thousand? Yeah, there's, I'd go after the money. I'd go after Golovkin. I'd go after Cotto. I'd go to the middleweight division. I'd start. I'd start getting on the media. I'd start calling him out. I'd saying, "I want Golovkin. He's a chicken." And I mean, I would try to make that fight like he made that fight against Canelo. I would go after Golovkin. That's what I would do. I would show up at Golovkin's fight and I would go after him. Yeah, but he loses a little starch now since coming off a loss, even yeah. though it was a close loss. True, but who's yeah. Golovkin going to fight after uh, 
you know, if he beats Skeel. We're going to talk more about that later, but if he beats Skeel, you know who Golovkin wants? He wants Cotto. He's saying he wants to fight Cotto. Cotto's not going to fight Golovkin. No. He said he wants Cotto or Canelo. Those guys are going to take care of business first. Yeah, he's not. you don't want to fight Golovkin. Yeah, Canelo would be nice. Canelo and who? Golovkin. Yeah, that would be a great fight. But uh, yeah. I, I think uh, Canelo. It would be interesting. Too yeah. small. Canelo, Canelo would be. You think Canelo's too scared to take him? I don't know. I don't think Canelo's really scared. Yeah. Of anybody. Yeah. Um, he's pretty confident, dude. Then Some do of, it, dude. They're at their prime. I'd yeah. Like to see yeah, that. but I think the managers, Deloya, might tell That's him hold the thing. off. Yeah, a they're gonna bit. be like, no. Nah, 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 nah. Plus, Golovkin is in. Uh, in the other uh, federation, he's with uh, is he with main events or do do uh, not do? Well, he's with he's HBO. With he's with HBO. Yeah, he's with a banner promotions, but they're closely affiliated with Arrow. Yeah, okay. so they're, they're with all... HBO. They okay. have a good working relationship with HBO. So it would take maybe some doing, and uh, I don't think the La Jolla would be ready right now to let him uh, fight Golovkin. He didn't really want him to fight Lor because he knew the style would be a problem. And Golovkin's a different kind of style, but. He's a heavy hitter, guys. Yeah. You know, boxing's all about business. It doesn't make sense for him to fight Golovkin right now. No, it obviously doesn't. that Canelo fight will happen unless he gets. You know, who knows if he if if Kirkland can pull off an upset, then you never know. Yeah, things may change. I mean, Kirkland comes out rough in the first couple of rounds. I mean, did you guys remember that fight against him and the Pedro man? That was that was an awesome fight. Oh man, that was a great. The Pedro fight. had him knocked out, but he. Yeah, he blew his load. He shot all his punches, and he was tired. Yeah, he did. Well, he's in great shape, man. <laughs> Kirkland's in great shape. That and Wolf, that and Wolf's got him in great shape. Blew his load. <laughs> no, like, but what? the fatal. Remember, he all kept right. throwing all those punches, and then he was tired after that. So I don't know what you're watching in the ring there, Jackman. <laughs> all right, so um, re- next, you guys want to jump in the next one, Regan Dio. Yeah, we could talk about that, sure. All right, so about. next one we're going to go over. So the interesting things that are going to be happening with Canelo and Lara. I mean, obviously, we'll see what happens with Canelo in November and what Lara is going to take on next. But uh, it may it may yeah. become some great fights may come out of it yeah. uh, after that. So I, I think that fight could have been a little bit better if Lara would have boxed a little bit yeah, more. Agreed. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, well, well what I, I, definitely no rematch. I don't think we're going to see it again. Uh, but anyway, second match, uh, Rigan Diaw versus uh, Kokietem. I, I didn't like the fight, to be honest with you. I mean, we're probably going to, I hope we don't talk about it longer than what it was. It, yeah. didn't, it yeah. didn't last three minutes. Well, let me just say this, that I thought it was a crime for HBO not to televise this fight. HBO had it on that Spanish channel. What's the Spanish channel called? I forgot what, what it's called. Um, Telemundo, Univision. I, I don't know if it was Telemundo. I think it was Univision. But I, I caught this fight on YouTube. And, uh, I mean, this guy is arguably one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters in boxing. It's up to Bob Arum. It's up to HBO to promote this guy. I know this guy doesn't speak English. I know this guy doesn't have the most crowd-pleasing style. But you got to figure this guy's got to fit in somewhere. I mean, literally, this guy is just as good of a boxer as Mayweather. He's that good. I like watching this guy fight. This guy wins. And uh, Yeah, but did you like this fight? I, well, I didn't like the fight because I thought it was dirty. I, you know, I, he, he tapped the guy's glove and yeah. he, just, he, he teed off on him just the, the way Mayweather did. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? What do you think about after this fight? I think his stock goes up. People are talking about this now. They're yeah, regardless, about, it's going to go up, I and, think. And, and that's boxing. Yeah, yeah, good press or bad press, it's still press, right? You know, but I will say this, man. It's protect yourself at all times. 
you know, Mayweather said that before, and, and those are the rules. That was legal. What he did was legal. Yeah. It was dirty, but it was legal. But it, he, yeah, it was legal. Yeah, he saw, he saw an opportunity, and he took it. Yeah. You know, I would also like to add, this is his last fight with top rank. So he's a free agent right now. Who, Rigan Dio? It's his, yeah. yeah, it's his last fight Ooh. with top rank. He's a free agent right now. I don't know who's going to pick him up, whether it's Golden Boy or someone. And he actually called out Lomachenko. He said he wants to fight Lomachenko. And, uh, That'd be good. I hope whoever picks him up promotes this kid because this guy's a major talent. And I think it's a shame that, I mean, you can't get one of the best fighters in boxing on HBO. I mean, I remember HBO talking the hell out of No Needle in there. He's the best. He's the Flash, Filipino Flash. This guy goes in there. He beats him convincingly. Now he fights, and they don't show him. Come on. What happened? He beat your best guy in the smaller weights, the Filipino Flash, and now he's fighting, and you guys don't televise it. And they had Zhu Shiming fighting, too. He's kind of a crowd. He gets all the Asian uh, people, Asian Americans, and I like watching him, too. He's a yeah. pretty. He's shown some improvements with yeah, Friday, too. You know what? And they didn't televise that fight, neither. They, they probably did it. If you think, again, if we go into the business aspect of it, um, they might know that he might not be signing again with HBO, so they didn't want to televise it to raise the stock up. Yeah. You well, never know. What, you never back know. up. What did you say, Jackman? They didn't televise which fight? Uh, Zhu Shiming, he fought too on he this was, card. He was televised. It was on HBO too. Oh, it was? It was on HBO two at four p.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed it. It was yep. Because it's a time delay from China. It was, exactly. Oh. He did fight, and you know what? He looked great. He yeah. looked good. Man, he I missed that very fight. Good. Yeah, it was on HBO. Because they didn't 2. show that one on the Spanish channel. Yeah, it wasn't on regular HBO. It was oh. on HBO two. Yeah, he's shown improvement the last couple of fights. He looked for- really good. Oh. He looked really good this fight. I was very impressed with him. Freddie Roach okay. is doing a hell of a job with him. Yeah, I like that kid. I like Shiming. He he did a great job. And he, he in this fight, he showed he had very fast hands. He mixed up his punches very well. Uh, he knew when to punch, and uh, he just did a great all-around job. I will say this, too. I think it's a great move by Bob Arum to bring boxing in China. Macaw China is like Las Vegas on steroids. Yes. You guys know that? Yes. They make like seven to eight times more yes, money you than can make Vegas does. You can make a ton more in China. Not I heard only, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, listen, China has over a billion people. Population. China, yeah. China pours in a lot of money into their amateurs. And if boxing can get big in China, we could see a lot of great fighters coming out from China like they are from Russia today. So I. I love this move by Bob Arum to have these fights in China. Did you guys notice? Did you watch the fights? Man, that Chinese crowd is quiet. Yes. They are so quiet. So I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I'm going to go a tidbit of wrestling Yeah, go ahead. So when you watch wrestling shows, um, basically what happens is uh, you, um, the fans are very, very quiet. So every time there's a good move, you can't hear anything in the crowd. But then when there's like a good move, all of a sudden you hear like golf clapping. They don't even go nuts. It's just... And it's just, it's really, it's almost like a respectful thing. And some of these guys that fight overseas in wrestling, they say the same thing. Secondly, if wrestlers leave, like let's say the WWE or whoever they're fighting for in America, Rick Flair and guys have said that they have made way more money in Japan and in China wrestling than they do in America. Wow. Japan so I agree with boxing. Stars. Yeah, I agree with boxing. You, these fighters and promoters make more money over there than they do here probably. You know what I noticed that... Uh Agents or it was a Jap- it was in Japan at that time were very quiet fans. Nineteen ninety February, Buster Douglas Mike Tyson against Buster Douglas. Yeah. 
these guys were knocking the hell out of each other. That was a great heavyweight fight, and you didn't hear no fan noise. That's when I noticed. They, they're quiet, respectful. They're very quiet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, respectful like that, right. Yeah, right. it's nuts. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But Rigan Diaw fight, I mean, yeah. too quick of a fight. You know what? To go back on Aram, he kind of sees the curve ahead. And, uh, you know, back then it used to be the heavyweight fights and all those fights. Aram in the 80s and 90s, he went with the Hispanic, the little guys. And back then, they weren't really, really big money, money fights like they are now. He seen that, and he knew that. And for a while, he had all the top Spanish stars. He had De La Hoya, or most of them. He had them. And he, it's like he sees ahead of the curve. Now he's doing this China thing. I mean, the guy, you know, he knows he knows what's going to make money. Yeah, he's a smart guy. I mean, look what he did to Don King. He took Don King out. Now, Golden Boy, they're having a rift with Dal Heyman. He might take them out. I mean, this guy, Aram, he's a smart businessman. And uh, He's been around for a while, too. He's been oh, around for time. years, yeah. 60s or 70s, 70s yeah. for sure, maybe even the 60s. He's been around forever. But, I mean, China, they had this guy, Shming. I watched that fight. It was a great fight. You got to watch it. You, you yeah, I looked it. for it at you night, be, but yeah. It, yeah, I'm going to watch it. He looked I'm very, a fan of Yeah, him. he looked very good this fight. He's very fast. He's 33 years old right now. The guy's got five fights. He's a flyweight, 112 pounds, and he's already made $2 million, which is almost unheard of for that light, for wow. the lightweights. So, he, you know, he looked very good. This is uh, his first time going 10 rounds, and uh, he, j- he just looked great to me. He really did. I'm, I'm very impressed with him. If you would have talked to me before this fight, I wasn't too impressed with him. Now I am. I think he'll be a world champion. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to the well, Golovkin or no? Well, let's just uh, talk about one more fight. There was another fight on that card. It was on the undercard of the the Schming fight. It was uh, Alberto Ramirez who fought Junior uh, Talapai. And uh, this guy's a Mexican kid. He's 168 pounds. He's undefeated. He knocked him out in the first round. He dropped him three times. And uh, this guy, we're going to see him again. We're going to see him on HBO. We're going to see him on Showtime. And this guy put up a hell of a fight. He's a big Mexican, 168 pounds, and you don't see that too often. So um, I look forward to seeing this guy's fights in the future. I mean, he's long. He's a southpaw. I think he's got the goods. All right. So moving on. Yeah. July 26th. That's what? This Saturday? This Saturday. Yeah, golovkin Gill. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm very excited about this fight. I mean, I, I guess we might as well just pick who our winner or well, who we think our winner is going to be, be, too. Before I pick my winners, I've watched a lot of tape on Gil. I watched him fight Adama. Oh, don't tell me you're going to pick Gil. I, I didn't say that yet, okay. but I'm saying I watched him fight Adama. I've watched him fight Sturm. And this guy, Gil, is a very good boxer, believe it or not. He's very good. He moves well. He's got pretty fast hands. Uh, he uses his jab well. Um, the only knock on him is... He does everything good, but he doesn't do nothing great. Um, I think I'm, I'm taking Golovkin, obviously, but I think he can go last eight or nine rounds. I think he could make the fight interesting. You know, Golovkin, let's face it, guys, he's never fought a Class A fighter, and Giel's not a Class A fighter. He's been feasting on Class B, Class C fighters. I think this fight, I think this is Golovkin's toughest test. I think Giel's the most well-rounded fighter that Golovkin's ever fought, and I'm really looking forward to this fight. You think he has a chance to go on decision? I think he has a chance. I, I really do think he has a chance. I wouldn't be surprised, to, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Golovkin blows him out. But as of right now, I'm taking Golovkin by knockout in the seventh round. 
Yeah. Mr. Jackman. You know, I've seen Gil too. He's a well-balanced fighter. Uh, he he does everything well. He doesn't got that heavy punch, though, that knockout power. But he's a well-balanced. It was a very good fight, him and Darren Barker. It was a close fight. Uh, I got to go with Golovkin. I think Gil's going to... Gil's gutsy, though. He's game, too. And he's going to hang in there for a while. But uh, something tells me that uh, I see Golovkin uh, hurting him with that left hook to the body. Because I think Gil's tough. He's going to take those... Uh, well, I hope he don't take too many, but he's going to take some of those headshots. And, he's, you know, they fought each other back way back when in the amateur. So he knows what Golovkin's all about, and Golovkin knows what Gil's all about. So they're going to, you know, train for each other. But uh, I I still don't see uh, how Gil can uh, beat him. You know I mean? He could probably uh, box him for a little while, but I'll have to go on Golovkin. What, are you going uh, decision or TKO? Uh, I don't know. Probably later rounds, maybe maybe say I don't know, like round eight or something. Probably a stoppage, either by cuts or by a left hook to the body. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm he can battle him for a while. So yeah, I'm saying okay. TKO. Gil's uh, best trait is his toughness. He does have great toughness, and that's his best trait. But like I said, he does everything well, and he boxes pretty well. He's he's better than I thought he was. This is on HBO. HBO. And this is this Saturday, so it's going to be a a, a good fight. It's going to be a doubleheader, guys. Who else is fighting on that card? That's the heavyweight Perez and uh, oh, but let's Perez talk a little. Yeah, but we'll t- finish talk a little bit more about this. So Golovkin, uh, obviously one of the top premier fighters that people want to see, uh, and uh, he'll be on this Saturday. So it's going to be an interesting fight. I, I think it's going to go TKO. I think Golovkin will take him out. Uh, but I'm with Sammy on this one. I would not be surprised if he destroys him, like in round two or three, too. Yeah, Golovkin's got 15 straight knockouts. You know what's interesting about Golovkin? He's had like three, four hundred amateur fights. I think close to 400 amateur fights. He's never been dropped in the amateurs, and he's never been dropped in the pros. So no matter what kind of opposition you take on, if you never get dropped, you know you got good whiskers. Yeah, And he does a great job of keeping his chin tucked. His defense is better than people give him credit for. If you watch him fight, he doesn't take that many clean punches. No, he blocks a lot with his hands. He keeps his chin low. He, he, He gives some subtle head movements where they'll hit him, but they might glaze off of him. So I mean, he he does he he's not just a total stationary target as some people may say. Um. All right. So you guys want to go into the Perez fight then, the undercard? Perez Jennings. I think that's going to be a good heavyweight fight. We don't have a lot of these heavyweight At fights. All, yeah. No, good, none. Good competitive one. So it's going to be good to see. You know, Jennings reminds me a little bit, but hopefully he's better. But uh, like a Seth Mitchell, a hardworking guy who. Uh, played football, and uh, made it into boxing. Seth Mitchell was on his way uh, up, but, I mean, he got caught by the more experienced Chris Oriola. And Jennings sort of reminds me of that. So far, he's seeming better, but we're going to see what happens when he uh, faces that tough Cuban Mike Perez. Uh, You know, Perez did have that uh, tough bout against uh, Magamud Agdanadov, and... uh, you know, I hopefully he's not suffering some, uh, you know, setbacks from that. Uh, you know, he put the guy, he spent time in a coma, and he's not the same. And uh, I knew that weighs heavy in Mike Perez's heart. So hopefully he comes out there and uh, lets that, you know. Yeah, not, he might be a changed man. A little not bit hamper him too there. much. Yeah, it yeah. usually does change the boxer to some degree. Yeah, I think this is a very good heavyweight fight. They're uh, evenly matched. 
obviously I'm going to favor Perez because of his amateur background, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think you can't compare Jennings to Mitchell, but I think Jennings is a better fighter than uh, Mitchell is. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting fight. Who are you going with? You're going with Perez, Sammy? Yeah, Perez by decision. Who are you going with, uh I'm Mr. also Jackman? going with Perez, but one thing about Brian Jennings, the guy's got a motor. And uh, I think Perez is a better boxer. But you never know. Jennings, if he can last a fight... He might he might outwork him and he get a close decision. Him. Yeah, because yeah, the Jennings is in very good shape. This guy stays in shape year round, and uh, for a heavyweight, he throws pretty a lot of punches for a heavyweight. You know, but so does Perez actually for a heavyweight. I think it's going to be a great heavyweight fight that we haven't seen in a while. I think it's going to be hope really so, good because they definitely need it, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah. All right, because I know you guys are. Uh, what's his name? Your buddy from from Ukraine. The heavyweight. Oh, Klitschko. Uh, I like Klitschko. Yeah, that's your buddy. I don't I like, like that Klitschko. Guy. I'm a big fan of Klitschko. Uh, I can't you know, let's talk him. a little more about Golovkin. Um, if he wins this fight, and he's been actually talking ahead, he said he wants to fight Canelo or Cotto, and uh, I don't think those fights are going to happen for him. So it'll be interesting to see who he fights after that. He's not really going to have that many options. Well, the thing is, he's old as well, right? He's 32 years old, so they got to move him. Yeah, you have to do something now. So, like, he needs to start doing money fights now. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? They're like, he's a small middleweight. He could fight a junior middleweight. My question is, if he could fight a junior middleweight, why ain't he fighting a junior middleweight? Those are where more of the fights are. My biggest thing is his promoter needs to push him now and get it. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? Wait until the guy's 37, 38? They're trying to push him. They offered Chavez $7 to fight him. And he turned it down. And he turned it down. Because he's so, probably scared he's going to lose to him. Yeah, well, you know, Golovkin's not exactly uh, a guy you want to fight. I mean, yeah. the guy hits like a mule and, uh, you know, he I, puts a lot of pressure on you. I mean, according to Ring Magazine, 160 pounds, you got Gil number two, you got Quillen number three, you got Sergio number four, Sam Solomon number five, Felix Sturm. That guy's old. I remember when he fought... De La Hoya like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Solomon's old, too. He's got to be about 40. Yeah, Solomon's old, too. Uh, Matthew Macklin. Macklin, uh, that's not happening. There. No. You've seen what happened when they fought. Yeah. Antonio, Marco Antonio Rubio, he fought, he fought Ch- uh, Chavez. And he, uh, Why are a lot of these old boxers Mar- still hanging, out, hanging in, in with them? Like, where money. are the new younger ones coming? You know what I mean? Back they're, in our days, it was hard to find 40-year-olds. Yeah, it was hard. Martin Murray, who's pretty good. That's the one who fought uh, Martinez, right? You know, uh, yeah, that's that's. But uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Martin Murray. He had some kind of visa problem. He was in jail and he can't fight in the United States. Uh-huh. Felix Sturm never fights outside of Germany, and he's coming off a loss. Solomon. Um, yeah. You know, right now, Golovkin, he doesn't yeah. really have that many options. Yeah, Probably Solomon's his best option. Solomon actually said that he'll fight him. That's why I was saying earlier, have Lara call him out yeah. after this fight. Yeah, he doesn't got a ton of uh But that would be good for Golovkin, too, yeah. You know? Yeah, unless he wants to move to 68, and there's Froch and there's Chavez Jr. there. But Ooh, Froch. But you know what? Chavez Jr. and Froch have options. They have options to fight each other. They may want to fight each other. Yeah. Because each other probably is more confident that they're going to beat each other than Golovkin. And Froch has the guy, DeGeel. Uh, he he has another guy from England that's at 68, so that could be a huge fight. You know, these English people, man, they support their fighters. Yeah, heavy. That's one thing I'll say about England. They support their fighters. Yes. 
I mean, what, it was 80,000 people? 80,000, yeah. And you know what? I know a lot of people seen Frotch, but a lot of that was for uh, George Groves. Yes. Because yes. He, he, that's where he's from. Yeah. Is, that it, part of his neighborhood, yeah. Yeah. And he's not even, like, I didn't really know him that well, and I watch a lot of boxing. So, I mean, if a guy, you know, can bring out that many people and he's not even, hasn't been, like, champion for a long time, that's saying something. Yeah. Sure is. All right, so we jumping into Chavez, Rios. Uh, yeah, Diego Chavez, Brandon Rios. Yeah, August second, it's going to be on HBO, and this is going to be a crowd pleasing fight. Both these guys got a great style. Um, you know, this is a career defining fight for Brandon Rios. You know, he, he's coming off his last two fights. He lost Alvarado and Pack. If he loses this fight, even though he's only twenty eight years old, you know, you might want to think of retirement. You know, guys like Rios, they have a crowd-pleasing style, you know, but it doesn't really make for long careers. So um, I, this is almost like a pick fight, but I'm giving the slight edge to Chavez in this fight. You know, Chavez is a fighter. He's from Argentina. He already fought Keith Thurman, and he gave Keith Thurman a hell of a fight. After six rounds of that fight, I actually had that fight even. I had that fight, to fight three rounds to three. So uh, he's a big puncher. And uh, I think th- I think who wins in this fight? I think the fans win in this fight. This fight's going to be great. This there's no chance yeah, this fight's going to be gonna a good suck. fight. It's going to be very exciting. I think it's going to be like an Alvarado or Rios to part one. Yeah, I actually thought Chavez was a little bit winning against Thurman or a little bit ahead. I thought uh, initially in the first couple rounds, and he was out kind of muscling Thurman, which is very hard to do. But then uh, Thurman, he switched it up a little to boxing. And he started landing uh, more punches and he started hurting Chavez. But uh, when they were going a mano a mano in the first couple rounds, because Thurman tried it and uh, Chavez didn't back down, I kind of thought Chavez was winning that. Chavez is naturally bigger than Rios. And he's going to try that a mano a mano. Rios don't back down for nobody either. But I see a little bit more oomphs behind his punches. And he's very game. And you know, there's a lot of Argentines, they're tough. I think it's going to be a close fight. I think you're going to see a lot of exchanges. HBO has, at times, they put together these uh, stylistic fights that they're a fan-friendly fight. Uh, I think it can go go either way. I'm not sure. I I think Chavez is going to be a little bigger, a little stronger. I think it can go either way. I think it's going to be close. But uh, I only saw Chavez against Thurman, though, so... I'll lean toward Chavez, but uh, Rios's game, I don't like to bet against him. Yeah, I, I think Chavez might uh, end up taking it, but I'm going to be rooting for Rios, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is Chavez's big shot. If he wins this fight, his next fight, he's going to make seven digits. He's a front runner for Pacquiao. If he wins this fight, he could be a front runner for Pacquiao. And uh, like I said, this is going to this fight. It could be fight of the year. I mean, don't miss it has this potential. fight. If you're a boxing fan, don't do not miss this fight. All right, that's uh, that's August the second now HBO. All right, so the undercard on that is Kovalov. Well, actually, Kovalov Caparello, they're fighting on a separate site, but HBO was televising both those fights, so it's really not an undercard. Yeah, I would think Sergey would be right. Yeah, but they're so, going to be they're not going to be in the same venue. Yeah, not in the same. Yeah. So, what are you guys thinking on that? Uh, well, I think that Caparello, he's a good boxer. Uh, he showed that when he fought uh, Elvira Mariki in uh, ESPN2. Uh, you know, obviously, Elvira Mariki is not uh, Kovalev, but uh, he's a tall guy. He's a southpaw. Uh, he's had practically all his fights in Australia. And, uh, 
I think it's an interesting fight, but I mean, this is another one of those fights. Kovalov, he's having problems finding opponents. And this Caparillo guy, he's a class, you know, C plus, B fighter. And uh, I'm going to give the edge to Kovalov in this fight. But I will say Caparello is a very, very good boxer. I just don't think he has the power to keep Kovalov off him. He's 19-0. and 0, He's only got like six knockouts. So that probably tells he's not a big puncher. But uh, it's always nice to see Kovalov fight. He's one of the hottest prospects in boxing right now. So, uh, Jackman? Yeah, I seen. Uh, I also seen the Caparello uh, LV Mariki fight. Uh, okay, Blake is a pretty big guy. Uh, he moves around a lot. He likes to give in and out, so that might bother Kovalov to some degree until he adjusts to it. Uh, he likes to go in and out, then he likes to go uh, jab left hand, jab left hand. Sometimes he goes with a straight left hand, or he'll go jab left hand and right hook. So. The angles and the movement might bother Kovalov a little bit, might delay it, you know, but I think eventually Kovalov's going to catch up to him. He does not have the power to keep Kovalov off of him, even though he's a big he's a big dude. He's almost 6'2". He's big for, when you see him, he, he's big for a light heavyweight. Uh, but uh, I got to go with Kovalov. I mean, you know, Blake might be able to hold him off for a little bit, but I got to go with the hard-hitting Russian. Uh, Sergey Kovalov. And what's up with all these Russians, man? A lot of Russians coming up. Yeah, it's well, they got a great system. They got a great amateur system. They're 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 tough. Uh, they have a tough work ethic. They came up through that Russian system, and like I said before, these these Russians, they didn't have an opportunity to fight in the late eighties. It was a communist country. You didn't have yeah, any pros from up Russia. Now. So they're coming up now. Imagine in the 80s and the 70s, you might have had a Russian Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, even in the UFC, you're starting to see a lot of Russians. Exactly. Too. I agree with you, even there. Yeah. You know, I will say, let me just add about Kovalov. Kovalov's got a mean streak to him. You know, he called Donna Stevenson a piece of shit. I mean, this guy, he's got he's he's got a mean streak to him. I, I like Kovalov. I really like him. He's got that appeal. And a couple times I've seen him on TV, he does have that. Yeah. He needs some help, but I mean, I think yeah. he'll he'll get there. He's kind of in the same. Uh, he's kind of in a in a bad situation, kind of how Golovkin is. There's really no one for him to fight at 75 yeah. now with the Golden Boy Rift. You know, uh, hopefully they they can uh, fix, and, it. fix it, Aram and Golden Boy. But uh, he's another guy. He's kind of in no man's land. He's at 75, with the exception of Hopkins and Stevenson. There was no one there. Stevenson ran a showtime, and War doesn't want to move up to fight him. So. You know, I want to see these guys fight Class A fighters eventually. So, let's go into this the rift with Golden Boy and stuff. So, what are you thinking? I mean, are they eventually just going to combine? Yeah, I think Aram and uh, De La Hoya, I think they're going to start working together again. They just need to combine it. I, I think they need to eliminate I don't, I don't know about combine, but De La Hoya went to Aram and said, come on, let's make some of these big fights the fans want to watch. We can make money. I mean, they got a long working relationship before uh, Aram promoted De La Hoya when he was young. Yeah, but so, top, or not top rank, but Golden Boy doesn't have like a lot of fighters anymore. They, they have, have a, lot, a lot of fighters. They have a lot of welterweight fighters. Young, yeah, younger up yeah. I mean, stuff. they have almost all the welterweight fighters for Pacquiao. That's why, you know, it's part of the reason he's fighting Algeria. They got, they got a lot of good guys at 140, 147. Yeah, yeah 154, all those weights. You know, uh, Al Heyman was with Golden Boy. I don't know what's going to happen to his fighters. That's the only question. 
He's an advisor to these fighters. Nobody really knows what kind of relationship he has to these fighters. And, and is Schaefer going to start his own thing yet? Yeah. Schaefer, from what they say, Schaefer's on the sh- shelf to like 2018. Because of a contract. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so he screwed himself. He's out. Yeah, he's out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Heyman's fighters, um, if, if they can work with Aram. I don't think they will. Al Heyman and Bob Aram will not work with each other. And that's sad. No. No, they won't, but I, I think De La Hoya and uh, Aram will. Aram will. Yeah, I think they will, and they're, they're going to try, they'll make some fights happen. Yeah, I just, I mean, if Al Heyman could have got them uh, together with the three of these guys, too, that would have been great, too. Then you would have had Heyman, uh, Aram, and Golden Boy. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad at all. But, all right, now. Uh, One more thing I wanted to add about uh, uh, Sergey Sergei. Kovalev. Yeah. I mean, he's also a decorated amateur. I mean, these guys. They come here, you may not see a ton of fights on the record. He's 24-0. But this guy was 195-18 and 18 amateur record. And they made good money, too, <laughs> amateur-wise over there. Yeah, I'm sure. And his last fight was against a Southpaw, Cedric Angnew, who was from Chicago, I believe. Yeah, he is from Chicago. Yeah, and he was a very rugged guy. And But he tried, his strategy, he tried to deflect a lot of those punches and throw some counters. And you can tell he was a tough dude, a game guy, but... uh. Sergey finally caught up to him. You know that Ishmael Salak fight. I'm a f- kind of a fan of Salak, and I think uh, they had some bad blood. He was talking shit to him in Russian. Uh, uh, Salak's half U- Ukrainian, and uh, uh, so uh, he he understood. He understood what he was saying. And I actually had Salak winning the first round. I think he's a great boxer, but uh, Kovalov is the harder puncher, and Salak's chin is not all that. But uh, I would have liked to see that fight go on a little bit if uh, if he didn't get hit so early. I think Salah could outbox Kovalov for some of those rounds. I really do. But, that, right. but that's over. Was <laughs> So when I got this email, I, I was sort of baffled by it. So um, what's this Hopkins now wanting to probably fight Kovalov? Or even, what's his name, Stevenson? Yeah, he's calling out. He said he wants to fight Kovalov in November, and after that he wants to fight Stevenson when he's 50. <laughs> You don't don't count out Hopkins. Don't laugh. I'm not. I yeah, just, you never count out this guy. This he's, guy's, he's tough. I know yeah, he's, he's tough. tough. And the way Kovalov's style is, he's not really a boxer. So uh, Hopkins likes to fight these kind of fighters. He likes to hold them. He likes to frustrate them. He likes to throw you know punches, uh, rabbit punches. And I mean, who knows? I want to see this fight. I want to see Kovalov tested. Kovalov has never fought anyone like Hopkins. We know what Hopkins is going to bring to the table. We don't know what Kovalov is going to bring to the table. I think it's an interesting fight. I really do. I would not be totally shocked if Hopkins can upset him. It wouldn't shock me. All right, so here's a question for you guys. What is the oldest boxer? I, I don't know this question I'm asking you guys. That's why I don't know if you guys want to Google it or something. The oldest boxer to ever hold the title. I think it's Hopkins. I think, yeah, he's 49, so he he's going to be 50. So he has the record. He's the yeah. oldest guy. See, that's nuts. 50-year-old guy, and he's a title holder. I mean, George Foreman is the oldest for heavyweight, yeah. 45. I know the Mongoose held it. Yeah, Archie Moore, the, yeah. Yeah, Archie Moore, he held it in his 40s. But uh, I believe uh, Bernard Hopkins is the oldest title holder ever. Yeah, that's just nuts to me. 50-year-old guy, and he's going to be fighting tw- like 30-year-old guys that are in their prime. Yeah, the guy's unbelievable. Yeah. He has a history of frustrating punchers and slower-type plotting guys. And putting me to sleep? No, no. But, I mean, you know, like Pavlik and those guys, you know, he, I saw, you know, I thought it was going to be a tough fight for Hopkins, but Hopkins, he, he kind of has a recipe for those guys. And uh, Kovalov is one of those guys. The only thing is Kovalov's a 
is a big puncher in a in one seventy five. You know, Hopkins used to fight at one sixty. You know, so I mean that's 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 asking a lot. But I do think Hopkins has the style, has the experience, has the knowledge to definitely frustrate Kovalov. I don't know if he can sustain it for twelve rounds because Kovalov hits like dynamite. Yeah, Hopkins is a very, very smart guy. He he must see something in Kovalov to call him out like that. He he probably sees something and he he thinks he could beat him. You know, Hopkins is one of these guys where I think if he's losing the fight, I think he'll get dirty. I think he'll little blow Kovalov. Hopkins? I, I, I think he'll fake an injury, yeah. Yeah, I You're can not going to beat on Hopkins. Hopkins is, you're, it's not like Hopkins no, is the type of guy. An, he'll find an exit He'll door. find something. He'll yeah. find an exit. He'll hit him low. He'll do something. Hopkins ain't one of these guys where he's just going to go out in the shield, get beat up for 10, 11 rounds. This guy's 50 years old. This guy ain't stupid. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kovalov is getting a better piece of him. You heard it here first. He'll fall out. He'll hit him low. He'll do what he needs to do. Like he did against Chad Dawson. I thought he faked that injury when he fell on his shoulder. Just so he, he could get out of it. Well, he was looking for a way out. And it yeah. was smart because he's going to get a rematch with him. He's getting paid anyway. So uh, Hopkins is dirty. He's a smart fighter, but he's a dirty fighter. He, he has a way of frustrating people. And he has, you know, he has great defense, too. I mean, this guy knows all the tricks. He's been around. If you watch Hopkins, he's a throwback fighter. He's a fighter from the 40s, from the 50s. The way they do the little things, the cunning things, and uh, the little defensive, the little grabs, the little moves. I mean, he's he's very interesting to watch if you pick up on those little subtle things he does. Yeah. It, 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 I, I mean, I don't like watching his fights, guys, but... I mean, at this point, if he's if he's gonna fight guys like Stevenson and Kovalev, I mean, I, I will uh, definitely watch that one. All right. So the other part that surprised me is I saw two names that I haven't seen in a long time, and they're supposed to be fighting on July twenty sixth too, and that's Jones and Tony, not each other though. Yeah. Who are they fighting? Uh, Jones is fighting uh, some Russian guy. They're actually fighting these fights in Latvia. Um, I, I'm not sure who the guy's name is. I know James Tony is fighting at heavyweight. He's fighting a guy that's six foot ten, a big guy who's got a, a fair amount of losses. But I mean, forget about these fights. Um, let's talk about Roy Jones and James Tony. These two guys were some of the best fighters I ever yeah. seen. King of the nineties. King of the nineties. These guys were both unbelievable. And uh, I think it's kind of sad when you have two fighters that they're are still this, fighting. They're this talented. And it's sad because you remember how talented they were when they were younger, and then you see them like this. It's kind of sad. I mean, I don't know why Roy Jones is still fighting. He's got that job at HBO. He's made a lot of money in his career. That's what I'm talking about. Has did James Tony, and and they're still fighting. These guys should be, you know, spending time Jones with their kids. Jones should have or, money. I don't understand why he's doing this stuff. Yeah, you know, I I don't know why. I really don't. I mean, he's a he's a great analyst for HBO. I know they like him in HBO. Uh, I don't know why he's continued. Kind of diminishes some of his greatness. When he was young, he was untouchable. I mean, guys would hardly hit him in a round. I mean, and he would throw off combinations. You wouldn't even see the punches. I remember I would have to rewind it and put it on slow motion. He would give a left hook to the body or to the head, or he would three, four, four, boom, 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 boom. It's like a machine gun. I mean, he was amazing. Hey, watch if you guys want to see great boxing watch his highlights he could have the best highlights of any fighter of all time i loved the guy watch his highlights when you guys go home watch his highlights on youtube his highlights are even better than tyson's i'm telling you 
I, I really liked Roy Jones in his prime, and I, I just loved watching his fights. He had, to me, like that Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson appeal. I mean, I didn't miss a Roy Jones yeah, fight. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to see his fights. You right. would do whatever it take. I mean, back then, we never had DVRs. No. But back then, you'd be like, dude, I got to be in by 8 p.m. on Saturday because I got to watch this fight. You know, in a, in a way, that's kind of cool without the DVRs because people were there watching you the fights live. You would watch it live, yeah. You would get together and watch the fight lives. I, I miss that. I remember, were you here? We used to watch the Galata fights, and when he won, we would go driving around uh, the city. Yes. And then you see all the Polish people with their flags and yeah. stuff. It's pretty, yep. They're like partying, like they just won like the World Cup or something. Yeah. It's fun times. You know, yeah, like I said, if you guys have a chance, watch those highlights. I mean, he was such a talent. You remember when he knocked out that guy, he put his hands behind his back, and he leaped in there, he knocked him out with one punch. Yeah. With James yeah. Tony. you remember when they were clowning each other? They were like kind of putting their hands up. He jumped in, dropped Tony. Uh, with Pazienza, I think he told the ref, Ace, hey, you know, stop this fight with Pazienza. Wow, and, Pazienza. And, the, and the ref didn't want to stop, and Roy's like, okay, so Roy just hits him with a combination and finishes the fight. Roy, I mean, Roy was such a talent. I mean, this guy could be the most talented fighter of all time. He Is was that your that favorite talented. fighter of all time? He, no, he's not my favorite fighter of all time. One of them? But he's, I think he's the most talented fighter of all time. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to say who my favorite. I loved Julio Cesar Chavez. I like de la hoya i like jones um i like tyson for a while so i've had i really never really had a favorite fighter yeah i mean jones was one of my favorites too i mean this this guy would play hours of basketball on the same day and he would go fight the fight and win i mean roy jones was unstoppable in his heyday guys would like i said guys would hardly hit him i mean he was you know he was so quick they would hardly hit him and he wasn't just a fast puncher. He hurt guys. He has a lot of knockouts yeah. to his record. You know, and I will say this. Roy Jones was a very smart fighter because a lot of people would talk down on Jones. Do you remember when he didn't want to fight Hopkins and they got into an argument? Hopkins said, let's make the fight. We'll each get paid 50-50. Roy Jones said, I already beat you with one hand. Why are we going to do it 50-50? Let's do it 60-40. I get 60, you get 40. You know, when I when I was younger back then, I used to think, man, why isn't Roy Jones fighting this guy? You know, he whatever, uh, he's ducking him. But now that I look back at it, why should he take a 50-50 fight with Hopkins? He beat Hopkins already. He's a number one guy. He's undefeated. He was right. He was right in taking 60-40. Why is he going to take 50-50? Same thing with Mishashevsky. Darius Mishashevsky was a fighter in Germany of Polish descent who was a great light heavyweight. He was undefeated. And they wanted that fight in Germany. He said, I'm not going to Germany. Why should I go to Germany? I'm the number one guy. Let him come here. And later on in his career, I forgot who it was against, Roy Jones had to leave the country to fight someone else. And they said, hey, Roy, how come you're leaving the country now to fight someone else? But when Mishashevsky called you out, you didn't go. Roy said, well, you know what? He's the number one guy now. I'm leaving the country because he's number one. Back when I was number one, I, I, I wouldn't leave the country. So Roy Jones was a great businessman. He took some heat because they said he didn't fight the toughest opposition, but he was smart, and I think that a smart businessman does what he does. I would have done the same thing. I mean, he beat Hopkins and Tony in their prime, and they were two of the top uh, middleweights at that time. Yeah, he takes a lot of heat for not taking on tough fights. I think he was just so good that he no, He no made the could, guys, yeah, he exactly. didn't make the guys look so tough. But that's because he was so dominant and so great in his own right. All right. So, um, and, and, and let's talk a minute about James Tony. 
This is the guy with the shoulder roll. He, you know, uh, Floyd's not the one who invented that. I mean, watch James Tony how he he deflects punches and moves out of the way, and how he counter punches. This guy can sit in the pocket. You can be throwing punches at him, and you won't hit him cleanly, not once. You might get a couple glancing blows, but James Tony has a great defense without moving too much. He'll be right in front of you, and you won't hit him much. He's a beautiful fighter to watch. His biggest knock was he was lazy. He was a lazy fighter. He would move up and wait a lot. Yeah, he gained he, a lot of weight. He would get out of shape. But this guy was so good. He even did well at heavyweight. This guy, he knows his craft so well. If you if you watch boxing, and 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 we all watch boxing, and if you asked me, which fighter do you want to fight like? I want to fight like James Tony. I mean, the guy will sit right in front of you. He'll make you miss. He's unbelievable, James Tony. He can come. He can come in the ring, four hundred pounds, and, and you can't can, hit him. No, he can still do his boxing. I don't think really people ever stopped him. I don't remember Tony ever really being stopped. Yeah, he yeah. does have a little bit of that thug mentality. He was never really that fan friendly. No, and, he wasn't uh, the nicest guy. Yeah, he wasn't really that the nicest guy. If he was a nicer guy, he would have probably uh, ended up making more money and. Uh, would have just been more popular with fans. Yeah, but a hell of a boxer. I mean, great anyone who, boxer, yeah, great who could boxer. stand in there and avoid all yeah. those punches like James that. James lights out Tony. <laughs> yeah, he was it was great. All right, so you got. We also got some upcoming fights September sixth. That's Lucas and Broner, right? Yeah, Matisse and Broner are fighting on that card. I'm not sure who they're fighting yet. It's I'd, to be announced, I think. Still, yes. Uh, I want to say one of the fights have been made. I'm not sure who it's against, but uh, I'm very surprised they're making these fights at this time. I would have thought that they would have held these fights for the Mayweather fight, which is happening on September 13th. I thought one of these guys, especially Broner, would have fought on that card. At least on the undercard or something. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they may get a possible matchup. I would like to see who they're fighting against each other if they both uh, win. Yeah, that would be a good setup if yeah. they go on it. I know Broner's last fight was at 140. It would be interesting to see where he fights at this weight, this fight. Will he fight at 140 or 47? All right, and then last but not least, our favorite subject in the whole wide world, Mayweather Maidana. <laughs> yeah. The fight I don't want to watch. Yeah, I mean, the first fight was decent. There was some controversy involved in that fight. It's going to be very interesting, this fight. Um who they pick as a referee, I think that's going to be one of the keys to this fight. You know, obviously, Madonna wants a guy, wants a referee that's going to let him fight, that's going to let him fight through the clinch. He wants like a smoker, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's not going to get that guy. Mayweather, he's going to call the referee. It's going to be Mayweather's choice. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. The money man, they usually get their ring. They get their referee. That's how these contracts are signed. I'm sure. It's just sad. I mean, I, I don't, are you guys even going to probably, are you guys going to watch it? Or you guys, what are you guys going to do? You know, I'll watch it when it comes on next week on HBO. That's what replay. I'm thinking too. Yeah. I'm not going to pay the pay-per-view to watch that fight. You know, you know, the thing is. I'm not sure if I am this time. Yeah, hey guys, I don't want to see it. This, look at this fight only did 850,000 buys. And I hope uh, it does less this time. Yeah. The other fight with Canelo did 2.2 million. Mayweather's previous fight. Previous to that with Guerrero, 8.75 875,000. I'm sorry, guys. I said a million. Um, I was thinking they were going to, they have to stack this undercard. And with Matisse and Broner fighting the week prior, I was shocked by that. I'm guessing Thurman's going to fight on that card. You got to put Thurman on there. For so, Maidana? 
Yeah, for the Maidana, yeah. you gotta put. I don't know who's gonna. Yeah, know, maybe Porter may fight. Yeah, maybe Wilder. Maybe put Wilder on. I'm not May- sure. Maybe. I don't know who's fighting on that. Ooh, Wilder would be. Nice. That would be great yeah, with yeah. him and Stavern. That would be great Ooh. to put on. Oh yeah. Well, that's I a mandatory. They're then. gonna fight. So I mean, they <laughs> they need to stack that undercard because uh, you know Mayweather he's making this ridiculous money thirty forty million dollars a fight and to get eight hundred and fifty k. You know, eight hundred fifty. He's buys, taking the whole purse. That's not cutting it. Yeah, that's not cutting it. You I ain't know. making any money. His cut's probably less than that now. You know what? I got a question for both of you guys. An- answer me this: Why a defensive fighter like Floyd Mayweather garners all this money in pay per view buys, and somebody like Guillermo Rigondeaux is not even televised? Yeah. Well, the big thing is business. Well, yeah, and... No, no, but why Why is he garner so much? Before, they didn't even give a shit about the smaller guys. You know what it is, too? He beat a lot of great Mexican fighters. He beat Gennaro Hernandez. He beat Oscar De La Hoya. And Barely. Yeah. I don't know if he even that, won. That put him on the map, though, after yeah. he beat De La Hoya. He beat Corrales. Corrales is not really your traditional Mexican fighter. Castillo. And let's face it, Mayweather has more big-name opponents around him. Those divisions are hot. The 40 to 54, those are hot divisions. Whereas Reagan Diaw, he's at 122. It's quite not as hot as that no, weight class. No, it's a smaller, if, yeah. If Reagan Diaw was at 47, he'd be making a ton load more money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but his promoters are probably mishandling it too. Reagan Diaw? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's some mishandling there, but there's more money at 47 and than there is why, at 22. And that's why, going back to the comment you were making before, Jackman, that's probably why they didn't televise it, because they probably know ahead of time that the guy's not going to stay and resign with them. So they're probably like, screw him, then we're not going to televise it, so then that we, we don't care about him. And then he can go wherever he wants to after his contract. That's up. possible. Aram's passing the buck to HBO. Aram's saying HBO don't want him. You know, Aram's basically, yeah. but Aram, I think the kid's leaving. He's not going to stay with. Yeah, I agree. Thing. And you know, good. I, I hope it happens. I mean, because I don't think they gave him a fair shot. They didn't give him a f- fair shake. All right, talking about Mayweather. Uh, did you guys see the ESPYS? No. Uh, so no. he was uh, announcing a uh, award ceremony, and I, man, I, I can't even. I'm not even going to try to think of her name. The one of the Polish, I think she's Polish or Russian tennis players, blonde, really tall. I don't know who she is. But anyways, Mayweather walked in with her. I shit you not, guys. Mayweather was like at her hip. Wow. And it it, it looked like Kevin Hart because you know how Kevin Hart's so small? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was hilarious. It's like I never knew Mayweather was that short. Well, he's like 5'7", I he's think. He's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, this, this, it was ridiculous. If you was guys that watch Sh- this. Sharapova, maybe? There you go. Yeah. Sharapova. Yeah. And there was a part where uh, where Mayweather was trying to speak. So he got in the middle, started speaking, and she was that tall where she ended up resting her, uh, her arms on his shoulders. That's how tall she was. Damn. Yeah. Like, and her head was like above his head. Some of these tennis uh, players, these women, they're huge. Look at the William, those Serena Williams. Serena and Venus, yeah. those two girls, they'll kick my ass. That's I mean, steroids. they're all muscle. I think that's steroids. Yeah, I don't know what that is, man. That's man. They serve like as fast as a dude. No, it's far, yeah. dude. They serve as fast as a uh, Randy those, Johnson. Uh, a those two girls player. are unbelievable. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, what else do we got on Mayweather? That's it. We're so disgusted. So, we don't even want to talk about him yeah. no more. So, do you, are you guys? Do you have some interest in it? Since Madonna gave him a close fight, or what? No. I have some interest in it. I'll regret if, if Maidana wins and I didn't buy it. Then I'll regret it. Of course. Yeah. My interest is I kind of want to see Mayweather lose. I just kind of want to see a change into the but guard. But it's not going to happen to Madonna. Yeah, it could happen. I, I had Madonna win in the last fight, as crazy as it sounds. I had him win in the last fight. I did too, but he didn't. 
Yeah, I know, I know. He's not going to knock Mayweather out. It's going to be tough to get a decision against Mayweather. But uh, Madonna brings it. He comes, he brings it, and uh, I think Mayweather will probably do a little bit better this time. I think so. He's ready for him. He's going to try to move a little more. Although I think there's going to be times where Madonna does catch him, but I don't think it's going to be as many. Yeah. What I liked about Madonna is he didn't give a shit. He wasn't intimidated. He didn't. He didn't respect Floyd. Yeah, he just went in there, exactly. right? And a lot of his previous opponents did not do that. Exactly, I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, one of the last guys who I seen bring it to Floyd like that was uh, Ricky Hatton. Since one of my Ricky, favorite fighters. Yeah, since Ricky Hatton, uh, I don't really know who else. Canelo, I don't know. I think he could have came at him harder. Much harder, but yeah, Madonna. I give Madonna a lot of credit yeah. for coming in and uh, doing his fight, and he don't care who who's in front of him. He's going to do his fight. Yeah, another interesting pay per view card that has been announced recently is uh, Pack in Algeria, November second. Yeah, I forgot I about think, that one. I think that's an interesting fight. You I do, think, huh? I think it's an interesting fight. People are saying, "Oh, this is a mismatch. Pacquiao's going to blow him out." I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I think that Algeria has the range, and I think he can make it interesting. I'm not picking Algeria. I'm not saying I'm yeah, picking I him, just think but it had, wouldn't totally shock it's, me. It's if not going to be Pacquiao. a blowout. It wouldn't shock me if he could beat Pacquiao. Yeah, I agree. It, I mean, when I first saw it too, I thought it was wow. Why? Why are they doing this mismatch? But if you really look at it, I mean, it, it is. It's a good combination of two talents, and you never know. He can make it into a good fight. You know, this Algeria, he's amazing. And Teddy Atlas said this. I don't know if you guys watched ESPN2. The fights were in New York, and Teddy Atlas brought him in the ring, and it was pretty funny because Teddy Atlas actually told him in front of his face, in front of his face. Teddy's crazy. I actually had you lose in this fight. Yeah, I Teddy, couldn't believe. <laughs> I Teddy couldn't believe. And Algeria took it real well. I don't know if I would have took it that well. But anyway, he was talking to me. He said, look, you were fighting in this ring about a year ago for ten fifteen thousand dollars then after that he got the shot against Provodnikov. he made probably a hundred thousand or something like that now he's making 1.5 million against pacquiao so it's unbelievable what a few fights can do yeah, i mean it's a, a lot of money it's a real life rocky story there's no doubt about that yes. yeah i seen that friday night fights that was great with teddy you know the way teddy he <laughs> he told him that and and the guy was still happy with some. Teddy has a way with words, and he he didn't feel he didn't feel bad. He told him, "You fought like a champion. You you had heart. You fought in there. You acted like a champion." He congratulated him. I mean, Algeri came off that interview feeling great. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because I mean I don't know if I would have the balls to do that. Imagine being in Chicago and telling a Chicago fighter, you know, I felt yeah, that you lost that that's fight. Teddy, you have to respect the guy for what he's done. Yeah, yeah he's got a lot of respect. If I was a boxer and I was a good boxer, and the Teddy's saying that to me, I wouldn't. Hey, I, I guarantee you, Algeri, despite taking it real well, he's at home right now. Well, after you know, he watches yeah, the yeah, he's not yeah. totally like happy with Teddy it. Atlas. He's like this prick said yeah. that goddamn. Yeah. So you know, you know, uh, I think uh, Algeri's a great boxer. But I see him, uh, Pacquiao, I think he has a little too much foot speed and hand speed for uh, Algeria. Even though a Pac-Man now, I believe, is a little diminished than he was four or five years ago. And that might that will help Algeria. And Algeria does have good boxing skills. And he has pretty fast hands and a long range. But I don't see him having the power. And I see uh, to hold Pacquiao off too much. And if Pacquiao comes and brings it, I think I just see too much hand speed and foot speed. Yeah, and I think uh, it's going to be Pacquiao's going to wear him down. Yeah, but I'm still going to watch it. That's going to be a good. No, one. I'm going to definitely Algeria's watch it. A huge guy. 
he's big. He's much bigger than Pacquiao. So he's I, tall. He's yeah, tall. He's a he's a big guy. He's got a big frame. He can move up a weight class. No, but he's a hundred and forty pounder. Yeah, and uh, he's a big. What he's about? What is he about? Six foot tall. I think he's a pretty tall guy. He was towering over Prednikov. I think that's what gave Prednikov a lot of problems. But this guy Algieri, I mean, it's a kind of amazing because this guy he started fighting at. That's Teddy calling 23. us. Right Teddy now. calling us. Yeah. Teddy. He wants to, he wants to talk shit to us happy. right now. Yeah, he's not too happy yeah. with us. But I mean, he's unbelievable. Screw, we'll just ignore him. Yeah. But I mean, uh, this Algeria guy, uh, for a guy who never had any pro fights or any amateur, amateur. fights till he was 23 years old, I mean, that's unbelievable for him to box that well. You would think he'd be more of a power puncher, a guy that can erase mistakes. You know, hit a guy with a power shot and change the fight around. But he really ain't that type of fighter. He's just a slick boxer. He's a slick skill guy. I mean, he he learned that skill quickly. He did do some uh, kickboxing, but uh, I got to give it to Algeria. I'm a fan of Chris. I mean, I think he's I great. Too. I, I, like, yeah. I like him. Yeah, yeah I like me too. I like too. the guy. I hope he succeeds, and I hope he does well. I mean, if he loses against Pacquiao, yeah, I, hope I just he, think he's going to have a tough time a against a Pac-Man. Ma- yeah, but at least if he makes it a good fight, you make a main, uh, you still make a name. Oh, for that's true. His, his name will still be up there. Yeah. You know, he's a smart guy. He's one of those guys in the future. You'll see him on HBO announcing or on Showtime or something yeah. like oh, that. I yeah, he's got a, he's got a good personality. Yeah, and he's, he's going to be talking. He's smart. He talks well. Yes. All right. So, um, UIC fights. Did you hear anything about them, Sammy? Yeah, they're, it's going to take place July 25th. Uh, the main events on this card, they're not Chicago fighters. There are a few Chicago fighters uh, on the card. Um, I forgot exactly who it's going to be. But like I said before, I've been to this venue, UIC. I've been there three, four good times. Good venue. It's a very good venue to watch fights. So. And uh, you've got Don the Bomb. On, that's August, that's right? That's August 23rd. That's um, at the at, cell. At the cell, yeah. Comiskey. I still call it Comiskey. I, I always yeah. will, too. We always say I call Comiskey. it the cell now because I'm a Sox fan, but I always call it Comiskey. Yeah. Comiskey Park. So. Yeah. All right. So I think, uh, what do you guys got? Anything for closing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just looking, I'm looking, or I'm looking forward to that fight. I can't wait to see that fight. This Saturday is a is a uh, blockbuster doubleheader fight, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to yeah. be that's Golov- Golovkin Gil. Yeah, Perez and uh, Jennings. Wait, speaking of that, speaking of Golovkin, another thing that's pretty interesting. You know that guy that from Chicago, the guy that played for the Baltimore Ravens, Bogowski. Yes. Yeah, football Tom, player. He's uh, he's gonna Tom fight. Zibikowski. He's gonna fight. I forgot what date he's fighting. It might even be on one of the Chicago cards. I gotta look. But he's actually gonna fight again. Really? So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Teddy just won't stop, dude. I, I'm not gonna pick up. This guy just keeps bothering us. But all right, so uh, that's pretty much all we got for uh, this show. I just. Uh, Wanted to basically remind everyone to uh, social media. I didn't, we didn't do the break yeah. in the middle. Social media, guys, Facebook us, WindyCitySportsNetwork.com. Yeah. Uh, like us uh, on our uh, on our Facebook. Follow us on our Twitter account, at WCSN, the number three. Uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and on iTunes. And then most importantly, guys, subscribe, comment, and rate us. Spread the word out there so we can get it out there. Again, we're local guys from the city of Chicago trying to have some fun with this podcast going out and uh, just trying to make some enjoyment for you guys to listen to as well, too. Uh, we're basically uh, going through it, and we're, we're, we're doing this with our hearts on our sleeves, and uh, it's going to be something good that's going to happen. We started in February, and we're going to keep doing this, and uh, it's real exciting for us to do this as well. I'm having fun doing this. Jackman? Oh, yeah, it's a blast. Loving it. And then Sammy? 
Yeah, I like it. I really enjoy it, and uh, it's nice uh, doing this with you guys. Yeah, I mean, kids that grew up together, guys, and we're just having fun talking about sports. We do this on a daily basis, and we just wanted to let all you guys know as well, too. Um, other than that, I, that's pretty much all I got. The heat wave, guys, two days, 90, staying cool weather. 90 degrees is coming tomorrow, uh, and then it's going to drop right back down to some enjoyable weather. Bears camp starts Friday, everybody. Huge Bears news. Uh, we will be there on Monday, and we'll probably be doing a podcast shortly after that, uh, covering the Bulls or the Bears. The Bulls, huge moves. I'm very excited for this Bulls team. Yeah, very excited. So can't we, wait until to do our next. Yeah, Bulls we show. will be doing our next show with all the signings and some of our takes of what we think is going to happen. Even though we didn't get Melo, screw him. And even though LeBron didn't <laughs> come here, uh, we at least uh, I think we're building the second San Antonio Spurs team. Uh, right now to beat some uh, some top contenders as well too so uh, we'll see what happens guys again uh, I'm Big Nick I've got Mush Jackman with me later guys until next time uh, Sammy the Bull until next time guys uh, one more round boxing radio part of the Chicago Sports Crunch family this is WCSN Windy City Sports Network for the fans by the fans <laughs>